This is episode number 165 with founder of Business Science, Matt Dencho. Welcome to the Super Data Science Podcast. My name is Kirill Eremenko, data science coach and lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you inspiring people and ideas to help you build your successful career in data science. Thanks for being here today. And now let's make the complex simple. Welcome back to the Super Data Science Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Today I've got a returning guest, Matt Dencho, for the second time on the show. Last time Matt was on this podcast was episode 109, which went live in November 2017. So it's been over six months since then, and it is it has been great. It was very great to catch up with Matt and see what he's been up to. So most importantly, Matt is now a father. Congratulations to Matt. Uh, he's got a baby girl and she's four months old. And of course, that's uh, been the biggest event in his life in the past six months. And also, we talked about very interesting things that have been going on in his life. Uh, Matt, um, if you don't know Matt, Matt is a consultant at Business Science. He works with companies to help uh, them implement data science in their operations or in their HR, finance, and, and so on in different aspects of their businesses and get insights from there and understand how to make better, better data-driven decisions. And so his consulting business has been growing since the last time we talked, but also Matt started into education. He's been actively giving back to the community, actively giving back to data scientists. He's launched a course uh, on data science, on how to use data science in business. And we talked quite a bit about that. Uh, so you'll get insights into how he structured the approach to um, creating this course. So you will know in which order to learn things and what are the most important things when looking into problems. And specifically, we're talking about an attrition problem, uh, employee attrition, which is an HR problem, very interesting problem that can be solved with data science. So that was a, a very um, powerful concept that we covered off in the podcast. Uh, another thing that we talked about is deep learning with R. So Matt is an R uh, fanatic. He's actually developed some very powerful packages that have been very well received by the world and used quite uh, uh, their use is quite widespread. And so we talked about deep learning in R. That's an up-and-coming topic for 2018. We all know that Python supports deep learning and artificial intelligence quite well. And R, even a year ago, it wasn't the case, but now there have been some um, upgrades and we'll be talking about very interesting things such as Keras in R. Um, and of course, at the end, Matt will give some very interesting tips for those of you who want to give back to the data science community and want to take that step further and move from um, being a good data scientist to a great data scientist and to a data scientist that cares about others and that helps others in uh, their world of data. All in all, a very interesting podcast. I was very happy to have Matt back on the show. Uh, we had a great chat. Can't wait for you to check it out. And without further ado, I bring to you Matt Dencho, founder of Business Science. 
Welcome back to the Super Data Science Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And today, for the second time, we've got a returning guest, Matt Dencho. Matt, welcome to the show. How are you going? I'm doing awesome, Kirill. Thanks again for having me back. It's been a pleasure. It's been like, as you messaged me just, just before the show, it's been over six months. I cannot imagine. It feels like um, it feels like it was that not that recent, not that long ago. I mean, like a month ago that we chatted, and, and since then, so much has happened. Like, first of all, congratulations! You have a baby girl, Shea. Shay, is that am I pronouncing right? Four months old. Yes, four four months old. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a new dad, and and uh, my baby girl, her name is Shay, and she's she's just awesome. It's been you know a different experience for me, but it's been amazing. It's been really cool. Fantastic, fantastic! Very excited to hear that. It's uh, it's always uh, does it like because I hear people saying that it's your life is completely different. Like you, you enter into a brand new realm. How do you feel like after four months? Is it is that true or or do you feel it's it's just like it's a it's a it's a bit of a bit of a different a little change in your life or is it like completely different? <laughs> yeah, it's it, <laughs> it's one of those things where uh, so sleep is at a premium, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But other than that, it's been it's been really awesome. And you know what? For for me, um, I found that you know I still actually get the same amount of work done because that's that's one of the things that you always you know wonder about is like how is this going to change um, your your schedule really changes. So I think we were talking about I I wake up now at like four thirty in the morning, and I, every morning I'm because that's kind of my quiet hours and I can I, I can do my stuff. But then, uh, and then during the day, I'm able to spend you know time with with my little one, and um, and my wife, and help her out. So it's you know it's it's one of those things you adjust. Um, mm-hmm. It's like anything. Yeah, yeah, so. that's 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 pretty cool. And very impressive that you managed to do almost amount the same amount of work. Did you have to like give up on other parts of your life in order to achieve that, or just more efficient now? Yeah. So so fitness, I definitely um, have cut back because I used to do like a, about an hour a day of, of working out and now now it's probably like 15 minutes to 30 minutes a day and then there might be a few days that I just you know kind of give it up and and say hey you know certain things are more important so yeah yeah gotcha all right well that's that's awesome what else has been happening six months uh, for some people it sounds like a lot of time for some people not that much uh, how about you what have you been up to since then so the past six months has been a blur so besides having a child, um, it's been so. So I think we met. What was it? It was in November, just like right after, uh, or no, no, December, um, right after H two O World. So mm-hmm. um, since then, uh, January is kind of kicked the, the the year off. Um, and Davis, uh, my software manager, he he went to our studio for us because that, that was right around the time that I was getting ready to have a child. And, uh, I was just a little bit of con- concerned with traveling. He gave an awesome presentation on Tibble time. And then the next several months, what we've been doing is, um, sorry, building sorry, just to, rem- si- to remind our listeners, sorry to interrupt. Tibble time is your package. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So Tibble time is, um, a time series package, uh, which traditionally in the tidy verse, uh, has been very, um, very difficult to do to, to use. So now what Tibble Time does is make that super easy. It's a newer package for us, um, but it's it's one of uh, probably three or so that are very popular uh, with the data science community. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so um, sorry, let's get back to the story. So your 
um, business partner, um, Davis, or, or like the person that you work with, went to our studio to present on that package? Yeah, so that, that kicked off um, January of last year. And then since then, what we've been doing is ramping up for Business Science University, which was just released last month um, and opened up. Uh, we opened up the doors with our first course. And now we have uh, 91 students. Oh, congratulations. Then, and, That's so cool. Yeah, I, I know. We, it's, been, it's been really exciting because you're always curious, you know, if people are going to um, ad- adopt it and, and, and want to be part of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it it certainly has has been the case. So we've been just super excited. Um, and then so, on so, top of that, tell us a bit more. Oh. Sorry, tell us a bit more. So business science university. So it's um, business science university business hyphen science dot io. Is that correct? That, that's yeah. That's our website. So you can just Google business science, and we'll be the the, the first hit. And then mm. I think actually business science university is the second hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's basically yeah uh, our way of kind of so we, we've we've seen this challenge that happens out there um, in in our dealings with various clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know over the past probably year and a half now we've really um, interfaced with a lot of clients, um, some of which have helped us develop open source software. Others are are very like heavyweights in the financial industry. But uh, what we've seen is this challenge of really being able to help those data scientists uh, connect with the organizational needs and, and more importantly, the business needs. So what Business Science University aims to do and what I feel it does is really uh, bridges that gap. It gives them the tools, the systems, the frameworks, um, mm-hmm. and really just helps them see how I personally and and um, and, and the others that the other instructors that work with me um, really implement data science in an actual organization to show financial benefit and to also align stakeholders up front in the process while, while uh, also showing them cool technologies like H2O, Lime, um, and, and all sorts of just very like cutting edge data science. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's what it's all about. Fantastic. Uh, that's, that's really cool. Okay, so sorry, I keep interrupting. So uh, business science, that launched off 91 students signed up. Um, awesome. What next? So, so yeah, and then um, we've also been working very closely with um, a few key clients. Um, one of them is S&P Global, which is a relationship that's just beginning. Um, and really... We, what we did was actually last month, um, I, it was really cool. Our studio, another company that I, I want to um, shout out, is uh, been amazing, an amazing resource and partner for us. Mm-hmm. So they, br- they brought us into S&P Global. Uh, I guess it was in April now to do a training on time series deep learning, which we also have a, a nice blog article out about. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, it, it was really cool. It was uh, just kind of spur of the moment. We came out there. Um, we gave them this training. Uh, it was me and, and Max Kuhn at our studio. Um, he did one on. Uh, he did a nice uh, educational piece on his his time series packages or not time series his data science packages. Um, but it was really cool. We got to meet uh, the guys at S and P Global. Um, we gave a presentation for about sixty five or so people. Um, just at both at S and P and other various uh, financial institutions, and really, it was it was cool because now um, it looks like we're going to take the next step with them and actually do some corporate trainings. And it was just 
just a really cool thing. So, um, you know, things are going well for us. It's been busy. Just got back from our finance, that conference, uh, last week. So it's, uh, it's been a blur to be honest, but it's, but it's been awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. And it makes me so excited. I I gotta, uh, do a little plug here for, uh, our event, um, uh, for the listeners listening to this. Uh, so I'm really excited because Matt, you know, presenting to S&P Global about time series, deep learning, uh, and all these other cool stuff. Matt is actually coming to Data Science Go as one of the speakers, and um, he'll be presenting there. And Matt, you're also doing a workshop, is that correct, at Data Science Go? Um, yeah, I'm, I am basically open to whatever I can do. So yeah. if I can, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's about helping the data scientists and giving them the tools they need to succeed. And I really see that a lot in super data science and, and data science go specifically. I think that that's where you guys are doing an excellent job. So Fantastic. I want to be part of it. I want to be out there. Um, I heard, I, I did not attend last year, but I heard it was amazing. Um, Bo Walker, one of my, um, longtime friends. Um, I actually took his, uh, I actually got to know him by taking his marketing class that mm. he offers um, related to, to, to data science. And he is, he's the man. So he, he actually introduced me to you yeah, and, yeah. Um, and told me I need to do it. So yeah, I'm gotcha. doing it. Thank you. Thank you very much for the kind of comments. And so, yeah, for those listening, if you want to meet um, Matt in person and get to attend some of his speeches and workshops, uh, data science go is no place um, October 12, 13, 14. All right, back to you, back to um, all of your amazing accomplishments. That's, that's been a heck of a journey. I can, I can see that already. And so um, tell us a bit more about this course. So like you, you emailed me when you launched it, I think, uh, or after you already had some initial traction. And, I, and I've uh, had a look at the, um, you know, the promo video and how you describe the course. Very interesting idea, very interesting application. So what you're, just for the purposes of our listeners, if you're not looking at your screens right now, um, the course is about data science for business. And as Matt described, it entails the best practices and methodologies, techniques that he uses in consulting. Uh, but in this case, you specifically chose HR. So you're applying data science to a very... Um, like a selected problem of employee attrition of how often are why are people leaving what are the characteristics what are the classes what how can you class them into different groups and uh, deal with this attrition better um, can you tell us a bit more like why did you choose specifically this problem and what techniques maybe like give us a quick uh, a few quick insights into a course why exactly like what kind of techniques do you use to combat attrition Sure, sure. So the reason that we chose the attrition problem is because it's actually a part of a broader problem called churn, mm. which is just binary classification. So, you know, you can still take this course and even if you're not an HR professional, it's still amazingly valuable because really um, you can swap this problem out for, say, a customer churn or even like if you're in finance, um, like fraud detection, that's a binary mm. uh, classification problem. So. But the reason we chose HR and the employee attrition, it's actually quite simple. Um, the the top-rated blog article on business science is our HR attrition blog post. Mm. Um, so so we kind of we use that as the feedback that we needed, and we said, you know, hey, this is the because we we said 
when we set out to create this course, me and my team, we wanted to create real uh, it, using a real world case study as an example. Mm-hmm. And, and it walks the student through the entire process. And, and actually it's, it's me coding and then giving them challenges and things to do. So they, they see my process, how I analyze it from beginning to end with this HR attrition problem. And, you know, it's, we, we felt that that was necessary in order to, to give it the context that it needed mm. um, to, to be able to solve a, a real life problem. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's why we chose it. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so it kind of like, it stops being just machine learning concepts and actually you see it in action, it like adds the flesh to, to the problem or to the theoretical components of machine learning and uh, makes it more, I guess, engaging for students to watch. Yeah, it, it just, um, it, it gives them, you know, it, it's, so my wife's in real estate and she often tells me that, you know, a lot of times when she takes a person into an empty home, that it's, um, it's very difficult to get a concept, you know, so, so I equate that to data scientists, mm. you know, if they're, if they're trying to like figure out if that home is the right for them, you need to fill it with some furniture. You have to put, you know, some context around it. And I think that HR problem while it may not appeal to everyone, um, I think you know the vast majority benefits because they see the data science being applied to a specific problem rather than trying to talk about it in the abstract, and and uh, and, and it helps with the learning. Mm, fantastic! That's a very cool analogy. Did <laughs> your wife must uh, you know, she should be quoted in the data science community for that one like the the empty home um slash furniture really puts it into perspective yeah indeed when you go into an empty home versus a furnished home you can like you're much more likely to um you see yourself in there and maybe you know buy it or rent it out that's really cool and so tell us a bit about the techniques like obviously you you probably can't disclose everything so you want to keep some value in the course but tell us some of the main things that you look at uh when you are um, doing some HR analytics or when you're dealing with this attrition problem and or any any kind of binary classification problem sure sure so there's a there's a few things that we do a little bit differently and I think that these are really some of the reasons that we're so successful with our clients which is where we've tested these these um, these tools and then that's kind of how I use I use that feedback from the clients to say hey you know whether or not um, over time that these are going to be valuable to, to the broader audience. So, um, the first thing that we do differently is we started off with a framework mm-hmm. and it, it's actually, it's called the business science problem framework, BSPF mm-hmm. for short. And it's actually something that we can give away to your listeners if you want, um, as part of, of the podcast. That would be uh, so but, cool. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's, it's a really cool. So, um, what we did was we put a cheat sheet together, a mm-hmm. P, just a PDF of what we're calling the business science problem framework. And it's been something that I've implemented uh, based on, uh, actually it's kind of, it's got a funny story. Um, So I read this book uh, called Principles by Ray Dalio. Mm -hmm. And he's a, um, he's one, he's very famous in the financial community. Um, He's the founder of Bridgewater Capital, an amazing uh, firm. And what he did was he, he put his principles down on paper um, and it turned into this book. And it's, and it's a really thick book. 
Um, but what I did was I, when I was reading through those principles and understanding, um, his management philosophies, mm-hmm. um, a lot, I found that a lot of it tied to data science. So I ended up integrating some of his theories, some of my own theories, and uh, also another, uh, project management framework for data science called crisp DM. Mm-hmm. Um, and I integrated those three into this one framework and then I had to give it a name. So I, I wanted to put, you know, uh, you know, basically, uh, it, it became the business science problem framework. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's what we start the, the course off with. And it, it basically every chapter kind of walks them through another stage of, of that progression through the framework. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it starts them off with, um, evaluating whether or not you even have a problem that's that's worth your time and effort to try and solve because what we find is that a lot of times data scientists you know they'll, they'll think they have a churn problem um and then they'll want to present that to management but they don't have they haven't sized the problem mm-hmm. and when i say so- sized they haven't put dollars to that problem to show you know hey um you know to their executive team or stakeholders you know, is this a $1 million problem? Is it a, a, a $1,000 problem? Or is it a $10 million problem? Mm-hmm. If it's a $1 million problem, it, it's probably worth their time. If it's a 10 million, it's definitely, yeah. but if it's only, you know, a thousand, if it's only going to save that company a few thousand dollars, mm-hmm. it's definitely not worth, worth that data scientist's time. So that's, that's where the framework really helps. Um, starting them off, aligning them with what the organization really needs to see in order to be able to, to kick the uh, um, data science project off. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the, throughout the process, um, it really just gives them the kind of the, the steps, step-by-step, step, um, you know, how, how to, uh, how to accomplish that data science project and when to get in touch with the, the stakeholders. So that, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, H2O, that's, that's another big, key piece. So we've, we at business science have been implementing a lot of H2O for kind of like the, um, what we'll say like structured data or like the, the tabular data. So um, Matt, can you tell us a bit more about H2O? I know, I know you explained it in the previous podcast, but, uh, for my personal benefit and for others who are listening, who might not be uh, familiar, too familiar with this concept. Can you explain again, what is H2O? So, so H2O is actually a company mm-hmm. and they do an, a free and open source platform also called H2O mm-hmm. where, and, it, and it's available in R and in Python. And what it does is, um, and, and one of the main reasons that I use it is for this thing called automated machine learning. Mm-hmm. And that's what we teach in the course is how to use automated machine learning because there's a huge benefit. It, it has this algorithm that under the hood it um, applies a bunch of different models and a bunch of different techniques, including uh, grid search to figure out which the, which parameters to use for the different models that it tries, um, it, which, uh, you know, it regularizes the data for you. It does like all of the stuff that normally takes a lot of time and effort for the data scientist part. So that way, from my personal opinion, it actually helps me do what I need to do a lot faster. Mm-hmm. So, so that's the big benefit is you get a really high accuracy solution and, and you don't just get one solution. You get a bunch of different models 
Um, so like GLMs, um, deep learning models, uh, it actually stacks a bunch of the models and, and returns what's called a, a stacked ensemble. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so you get all these, all these different models in, in what they call a leaderboard, mm-hmm. uh, which ranks the models based on different accuracy measure measurements. So for, for this classification problem, which is uh, for, for churn, um, they, they rank them on AUC and, and log loss. And you get this leaderboard that has all of these different models that you get to then explore further. That it's that it's kind of done a, a really good start for you. Nice. Um, no, so, yeah. so, so it's kind of like Data Robot. What Data Robot does? Yeah, it, it, it's like what Data Robot does, but it's free and open source, mm. and you can actually and, and, and it integrates right with Python and R. So it's it's really like the best of both worlds. Um, so you don't have to have a Data Robot account or anything like that to to be able to use this. Nice, nice. Okay, thank you. So that's H two O. All right, and so that's also part of your course: how to build these automated machine learning models. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a big part of the course. We do ch- two chapters on that. One chapter is just automated sh- machine learning, mm-hmm. and then the second chapter is more related to the to the broader um, task of taking that H two O and and um, and measuring the performance through like uh, AUC, um, through ROC curves, through precision versus recall, and then also what the executives care about, which is uh, gain and lift. Mm. Uh, we have all, um, a very detailed section on, on those types of graphs. Well, fantastic. I, I just wanted to mention here uh, for our listeners that um, the purpose of this discussion is we're not trying to promote Matt's course in any way. We're just uh, I'm really grateful that Matt, you're sharing these things because ultimately, like, if somebody doesn't want to take the course, they can find all these th- things online separately. I find the value of courses that all these things are already aggregated for you. You can jump in and you know learn them along, uh, like learn them in a row and you know in a structured format. So just for our listeners, um, if you're taking notes, the, you can implement these things or any of these things, especially H2O, which is like an open source, uh, free software on your own. Um, I'm sure Matt will share the link to his course further down the track. But um, yeah, so thanks a lot, Matt, for going into these. Really appreciate you disclosing you know, the contents and the structure of the course. So let's let's continue. Yeah. Okay. And, and Carl, what I would say to that too is um, I agree with you 100%. Um, for those that want to learn more, uh, we actually have on our blog, which is free, um, you can check out the HR uh, article. Uh, if you just Google, I think... Um, uh, employee attrition mm-hmm. and and uh, business science it'll pop right up and that's free so if you that that gives you just kind of um, you know very quickly just the h2o algorithm and, and, and those things that you can implement for yourself yep. the course like you said is, is really it's it's much broader um, and it takes you through the entire program that we mm-hmm. that we offer but but for those that just want to learn h2o that's 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 probably a good start gotcha okay all right. Um, so in the course so far, we have the BSPF, the cheat sheet, which you kindly said that you can share with our listeners and we'll include that in the show notes. Then you mentioned that sizing the problem is one of the key steps and data scientists forget about that quite often. Uh, then we talked about H2O, the automated machine learning um, approach. Um, what else? Is there is there any other things that you look at? Yeah, so at, at, at the end of the at the end of the course, basically what we're doing is then bringing it all home. So what we need to do is then we've got a really good model. We've got, um, we can actually explain it using, uh, another 
technique called LIME, which stands for, um, well, well, it's basically for feature explanation. Mm-hmm. So throughout the course, you, you, um, you create this really um, high-performing model, and then you also f- figure out what's causing the attrition using this, this approach called LIME. Um, like like the fruit lime, mm-hmm. and then and then once you have that, then what we do is we bring it all home by showing. We have a couple of chapters. Um, one is dedicated to uh, what we what we call a sensitivity. Um, trying trying to understand if you have you have these levers now. So two two of the levers specifically are uh, overtime. So if you if you take if you reduce overtime, how does that affect the predictive like what what is what effect will that have on the model? Um, more people should stay. Uh, and then if you provide stock options, which is a cost to the organization, um, you know how, how would that affect the model? And then taking that effect and doing what's called a sensitivity analysis to show, okay, I'm going to adjust these levers, and we feel that if we adjust them and in, in, you know, these types of, uh, scenarios, then how does that, uh, affect the total cost of attrition? And, um, and, and we actually show that there's a benefit potentially of, of reducing your attrition cost by about 20%, which, um, you know, in, in dollars and cents, if you have 200 high performing people, uh, turning over that, that could save the company, mm-hmm. you know, half million per year, maybe even more. So, um, it's, it's a, you know, what we do is we really try and, and have it be business focused. Um, so it's not it's not just the tools and technique. Yeah, those are really cool and really neat. But if you can't provide business value, then they're worthless. So we have to we have to be able to show that business value. Yeah, totally agree. And uh, feature explanation is definitely an important component. Otherwise, people are looking at it and they're like, yes, these are numbers, these are parameters, but you know, what does it mean in the in the physical world? What does it mean for uh, for my business and uh, once you I think it's important to focus on that because once you have the um, description of what it actually means for people they can relate to it better and they can they can see the um, consequences or they can see the links between things and and also that helps in my experience that helps find potential flaws like sometimes for instance you might you might build a model and you might not take some some domain knowledge into account and then once you explain it to somebody if you go through the effort of actually explaining those features and explaining um what what they mean in the physical world then they can give you feedback and they can say hey that doesn't sound right like you know these two shouldn't be linked or hey maybe maybe you can add this this other thing that you you didn't know about before and that might help and that can also include increase your you know, um, model maintenance or model performance in the, in the long run. Yeah. What, one of the, one of the things that really separates, I think a good data scientist for a great, from a great data scientist is really that communication with the people that actually do, do the job that do the work that are familiar with the problem that you're trying to solve. Because at the end of the day, like you said, that helps with your features. Mm-hmm. You're going to, they're, they're going to know way more than you know about that problem. And they're going to be able to help you identify features, um, like you said, if there's flaws in your model or if there's things that you're just not considering. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's really where it helps out. Um, and then and then to your point too. Yeah. So so uh, the other thing is, and to your point about um, feature explanation, that is critical to really being able to 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 make um, 
it really, that's what the business cares about at the end of the day, that they need to be able to make decisions. You can have the best high performing model with H2O or, you know, any of these other great technologies that are out there. Um, but if you can't explain it to the business in terms of levers that they can pull um, and, and what they can do to make better decisions, um, that's that's really what they care about. So so you have to be able to do that. Uh, Lime is a tool that we use to, to be able to do that, and we show you how to do that. But um, it's just it's it's very important. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Totally agree. Okay, thank you very much. Great overview. And uh, we're not, we're not going to go into discussion of R versus Python. We did that last time, uh, and you <laughs> you gave some some great comments there. Um, I, I'm an I'm an R guy for yeah. everyone that that doesn't know that. <laughs> yeah, and the course is in R as well, right? Yes, yeah, the, the course is in R. Um, you know, and and down the road, I think we probably will do a little bit more in Python. Yeah, just because we know that there's there there has been several people requesting it, but. Yeah. Um, Really, what we wanted to do is show people how to how you can use R um, to be able to implement, and you actually get to see me live code in R. Yeah. Like as as I'm uh, the, all all of the courses are me basically kind of talking through my own uh, coding, and and it, and it can get a little raw sometimes. But um, uh, and and I say raw because you know it's it's me actually just kind of like making mistakes. Actually, <laughs> yeah, m- making mistakes. Be like, oh, I I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> But that's what people love, right? Like we live in a world full of um, everything is so artificial and fake and plastic. And you you sometimes just want this uh, sincere approach where you can connect with people. We all make mistakes. Nobody codes and gets all the code 100% right all the time. People make mistakes and it's totally fine. Like I don't even edit those out of my videos. I think it, it, uh, it helps people see that it's fine to make mistakes. You're, we're all human. Yeah, and I think you know one one of the one of the funny things is is like I'll, I'll run into an error and like on screen I'll have to troubleshoot it, and yeah. so they actually see the process of troubleshooting, yeah. and it's and it's and it's totally like you know spur of the moment, and but um, I think it actually helps them because then then it sees you know all right when I run into an issue this is what I do yeah. this is you know I'll have to Google it or something like that, yeah. and then yeah. How about support like? For for us, for instance, super data science, it's uh, like support is a very critical component of what we do because people, you know, some people have installation problems, some people have problems, you know, like run into errors or uh, maybe uh, you know there's compatibility issues with with their operating system and so on. Um, do you find that that takes up uh, like requires a lot of time to help students uh, through this journey? It, it hasn't been too bad um, just because I think right now we have 91 students, so we're not really dealing with, you know, millions. But I think um, as as the, the program scales and as, you know, it just um, it, as we get more students, I think we will probably run into that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, the, the problems that we've had, uh, it's it, it might be like, hey, um, because H2O depends on Java. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, H H two O. I couldn't get it installed when I updated to the most recent version of Java, and we just had to say, "All right, well, just reinstall Java eight. If you go back to eight, eight's the supported version, and they're working on getting the next version supported. So it, it's it's those types of things. Yep. Um, and then also, I think down the road uh, we do have a solution to that problem, which is um, 
this thing called RStudio Cloud, which I've just recently begun using. It's a free service mm. uh, that, that RStudio offers where you can actually set up. It's kind of like a, a sandbox. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can set up, like have, have all the software preloaded. So people can just hop on it and, and they'll, they'll be able to code. Mm. Um, so we're, we're exploring that as an option as well, um, which just, you know, people don't have to install software and, and you can just jump right into things a lot quicker. Mm, that's really cool. Another thing that we use in some of our courses, I think in the, in the computer vision course that we have in Python, what we use is uh, a virtual machine. So we've actually prepared a virtual machine. We've already loaded all of the, you know, we've installed Python inside it. We've installed um, all the deep learning tools, all the AI things that we need, computer vision libraries and so on and then we just wrap it up in a virtual machine and students just download that virtual machine install it on their computer and therefore they kind of like as if they're logging into a computer which is on their computer and everything is already set up and then they just have to code there that, that could be one yeah of the things. yeah that's that's the, that's the same type of thing that we're looking into just to make that time from starting the course to actually coding faster yeah. we yeah. want to get we want to get that as short as possible gotcha and speaking of scaling, do you have any ideas for the next course in mind? So right now we're working on um, another course that's actually an extension of this first course. Mm. So in this course, um, what, the, what the student really learns is the tools and techniques to kind of go from uh, all, all the way through the process of understanding the business problem to developing a model to actually developing a recommender algorithm that recommends decisions to the managers mm. um, to, to help with HR, but we don't get into deployment and that's kind of the next step. Mm-hmm. So right now um, I'm working with Kelly O'Brien. She actually um, just started working at our studio and she's been a longtime friend of mine and, and um, she's working on a course that's the extension, which, which turns that recommender algorithm into a web application. Mm-hmm. So this is using a, a tool called Shiny, mm-hmm. um, and it's and it's de- developed by our studio. But it's an amazing tool. Uh, it's free to use. Uh, people build lots of um, web applications with it because it's just so easy, mm-hmm. and and it's the perfect way to get your organization um, actually using your data science, like making decisions with data science, but without having to know how to run a model. Um, it, all they all they do is they use a web-based application that you build, and and it's just like drop downs and gauges and and all sorts of different ways to interact with the the user interface, mm-hmm. and and um and and be able to uh, allow the executives or the managers or whoever you want to be able to make better decisions make those decisions essentially using a, a web-based GUI. Gotcha. It's it's just for our listeners. It, Shiny's like it's like an interactive dashboard tool similar to Tableau. Yeah, the benefit of Shiny is that if you're an R programmer, um, you're able to include R mm. right into like everything that you do. Yep. Um, so so it, it's, it's the most flexible option that we've seen out there um, to be able to build these web-based applications. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, that's, that's exciting, exciting news that uh, you're moving on to that. And I wanted to like shift gears a little bit and uh, ask you, pick your brain a little bit about something you mentioned uh, before the show, that you're actually working on TensorFlow for R. Tell us a bit more about that, because TensorFlow, for those who, who are not familiar, is um, the deep learning, one of the deep learning 
uh, approaches or packages for Python. Uh, there's TensorFlow, which was developed by Google, and there is PyTorch, which was developed by Facebook. Um, but they're all on Python. And one of the biggest concerns that people have about Python versus R is that Python um, is able, in Python, you're able to create artificial intelligence, deep learning, and so on. Whereas in R, the packages are not so widespread. And um, actually, it was you first, Matt, who told me that uh, like you, you are not uh, you know, skeptical about that. You're very optimistic because there are things that are going on in this space. And now I hear that you're working on, on this whole TensorFlow for R. What's that all about? Tell us a bit more, please. So, so right now, it's been a, um, probably over the past six months, it's really gained a lot of steam. Mm-hmm. And um, TensorFlow, uh, for, for those that you guys um, don't know, probably the, the most popular package that uses TensorFlow is, is the Keras library. Mm-hmm. And um, as of recent, probably within the past six months or so, uh, Keras has been now um, mainstream in our using, uh, it's the library Keras, K-E-R-A-S. And it's actually built by our studio uh, and, and company, and um, and they worked with uh, the the guy who actually uh, developed Keras. Um, his name his name is France Francois Chalet. Mm-hmm. Um, so they actually uh, worked with the gentleman who who built Keras uh, in Python and developed it into into R. So what we've been doing is really using that a lot. Um, we're actually working with um, a. a a, a relatively new addition to our studio. Um, her, her name is, uh, uh, Sigrid Kidana mm-hmm. and she, she's a TensorFlow developer for our studio. Mm-hmm. And we're working on a uh, combined blog post right now where we're uh, doing a lot of stuff with, with time series, with LSTMs, mm-hmm. um, and really just doing it all within R. Uh, which is which I think is is pretty amazing because a year ago you couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. So this is this is is really a, a new technology, and that's what you know one of the things that excites me personally mm-hmm. about you know using R and and um, and also you know the the amazing technology and and how things just are rapidly changing. Gotcha, gotcha. That's that's really cool. Very exciting. And so like already now you can work uh, you can start building deep learning models with Keras and R. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, we're doing a lot of deep learning right now. Um, it started with a, a, a blog actually that we did a, a few months back on churn, on customer churn. Yep. Um, we we use the Keras library, and then since then, um, last uh, last month when I presented at SMP Global, we presented um, an LSTM model that was developed using the uh, the R Studio and the Keras uh, libraries mm. in, in R. And um, since then, now that now we're taking the next step. So I actually just um, uh, at the R Finance Conference that I was at last week was talking with JJ Allaire, the um, the founder of our studio, and he he hooked me up with with Sigrid. And um, since then, we've we've hit the ground running this week, and we're we're moving towards probably within the next couple of weeks getting a nice blog tutorial out that's that'll be available to everyone for free. Mm-hmm. Um, both on our blog and their TensorFlow, the R Studio TensorFlow blog as well. Um, we'll both uh, both the Business Science blog and their blog will, will have it. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be a nice addition. Fantastic! Wow, that's so cool. How do you find time for all these things? And you have a child? Oh, dude, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, it's, you know, it, it, it's like, it, it's, it's a lot of moving things. So it's kind of, it's kind of like juggling. You just yeah. don't want one of the balls to hit the ground because everything's so cool and yeah. everything deserves your time. Yeah. And, and really, um, the thing that keeps me motivated is honestly helping the data scientists because, yeah. you know, as, as you know, we're, we're a big open source company. Um, we're also like, we're, we're very committed to giving out a lot of free tools about a lot of, um, we, we just want these data scientists to grow and to be effective. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's what it's all about. So that's what keeps us moving. That's so cool. So probably that and coffee. I I loved your answer at the start. (laughs) I asked Matt before the podcast, I was like, so what's your morning routine? Cause he wakes, you wake up at 4 30 AM. And so I asked him, so what's your, do you have like a morning routine or something? He's like, yeah, I drink lots of coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so for those of you that are considering trying to get into a similar type of program, um, or a routine. Uh, the, the toughest start, the toughest part is, uh, is, is actually taking that first step out of bed. Once I do that, yeah. then the next like three steps are headed towards the coffee machine. And then once <laughs> I get that coffee into my mouth, yeah. things, things, things start to, uh, to, you know, the ideas start flowing and everything, everything's all good. But yeah, it, it's, there's, there's a lot of caffeine That's involved. Good. That's good. Um, cool. Well, what I wanted to ask you as well is, um, how about some how about some tips for our listeners? So, um, obviously you you know you've achieved quite a lot of success and and you you're helping you're giving back to the community. You're working on really interesting projects and creating these courses and blog posts. Uh, what does somebody? What would you say to somebody who's just starting out and they're a data scientist? They're enjoying learning, enjoying their their role and so on. What would you say they they should look into? to accelerate the growth what is what are some of the most common things that you've maybe seen in your own journey and also that you've seen in other people's journeys in growing into not as you say not just a good data scientist but a great data scientist somebody who can make a difference in the world somebody who can start giving back to the community and helping others what what would you say to people who are striving for that so, so for those that are striving, and it depends where you're where you're at in the progression. So, if you're just starting out, um, you know, definitely, like for example, the super data science courses. I've actually taken some of your machine learning courses, Kirill. They're Thanks. awesome. Thanks, I didn't know. So, that. thanks a lot. So, yeah, so that that's a good spot. Um, there's also some free resources uh, like R for data science, data science, the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly recommend that for anyone that's just starting out. Um, once, once you get your chops and kind of you go from that, what I'll say, the beginner level to the intermediate, at that point, I think you're ready to start making an impact. And, and, you, and when I say an impact, I, I don't mean just, you know, with furthering your own learning, but also helping others um, and, and being able to really empower other people to succeed. And the way that I do that and the way that I've, I've seen most effectively done is, is just sharing your analyses or sharing the things that you're working on, the things that you're, you're discovering. Um, but doing that in a public setting, either through LinkedIn. Um, I see a lot of people doing, um, like, uh, I believe LinkedIn now has like the, the blogs mm-hmm. or even just, you can even just do a short post about things that you're, you're working on. Um, or what's, what's even more effective is if you develop your own blog mm-hmm. and I highly recommend anyone that's, that's just starting out or, or even, um, as a, as a uh, intermediate or, or whatever level to develop your own blog um, 
and 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 really do that as a as a way to showcase your work because that's actually how we started business mm-hmm. science. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was just me as a as a blogger, you know, blogging about the weird things that I enjoyed, <laughs> like finance and and stuff that like I'd, yeah. I'd show I'd showed my I'd show my family and they'd be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and they're like, "This is silly." Yeah. And uh, but then it, it got a following. You know, people just took to it, um, and it was you know not necessarily the target audience wasn't my family. It was yeah. it was uh, you know other data scientists like me who just had a passion for this, this type of, uh, you know, um, this, this really cool, you know, software and technology and, and kind of like the intersection of everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's some great advice. And, um, definitely I agree with, uh, starting your own blog and putting things up there. Uh, but even if somebody wants to just take the first step, I recently discovered for myself medium. It's a, it's a gl- great place to publish blogs. It's so easy. So I, um, one of my recent ones was about uh, blockchain, about how blockchain mining works, blockchain and Bitcoin mining works. And it took, like, I'm a very slow writer. I'm much e- it's much easier for me to record an audio or a video. But there, it took me like a few weeks to write it. But it, their system is so good and their fonts are so pleasant. You just write it and then you like put it off. It automatically, it auto saves and you can go back to it, keep writing later on. Um, I, I think it's a really cool system. And plus, I, as far as I know, you can integrate Medium into your own blog afterwards. So, um, you know, that's, that's another thing or another way to look into it. Yeah, Kirill, um, Medium's great. Uh, I, I have actually blogged on it a little bit. Um, but actually, I don't know if you know Fabio Vasquez. Um, no, who's that? He's a, a, okay, so he's a data scientist at OXXO. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think he's a like a senior data scientist or a lead data scientist there. So he's he's pretty high up the chain. But um, he's actually a guy that I've been working with a little bit more closely. He blogs on Medium, mm-hmm. and and he does um, a lot of actually uh, Spanish blogging too. Oh, wow. But all all around data science. So he's you know been able to do both in English and and in Spanish and hit both of those audiences using Medium mm-hmm. as his platform to and 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 he also integrates code into it which mm-hmm. I believe you can do right yeah yeah uh, yeah so it's it, it ends up being a really good platform for him mm-hmm. yeah that's really cool um okay well that kind of brings us to the end of the podcast um we've mentioned quite a lot of resources along the way you know like the cheat sheet so that will be on the show notes and uh, what else uh, we've mentioned your course we'll definitely um put a link oh by the way i wanted to ask you are you um w- will you be able to give like our listeners some sort of coupon or special offer for your course oh yeah absolutely <laughs> i almost forgot about that uh yeah if you if you do dsgo20 mm. for the data science go conference mm-hmm. we'll give you 20% off of um of the course and uh, so again, that's capital D S G O twenty, and um, yeah, just uh, sign up for the the course. We definitely are are encouraging um, new signups. There's a thirty day money back guarantee, so you can also test it out. And then if you don't like it, which we haven't had any cancellations yet, um, you know, it's it's definitely a, a good a good place to start um, if you're in that intermediate um, and looking to take it to the advanced level. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you so much. That's, that's very generous of you. Um, yeah. So guys, if you're interested in the course, um, then you've got the coupon. If you're not interested in the course or you're on the fence, 
then there's that blog that Matt mentioned. We'll also include that in the show notes about HR, which is like one of the most popular blogs. Like really, how many views did you get on that blog? Um, I, I don't, I don't know how many LinkedIn shares I, I used to do it off of the LinkedIn shares because yeah. that was, uh, that was kind of a, a nice barometer, but it was, it was like at, at four or 5,000 LinkedIn shares. I mean, wow. it, it just went viral, viral there for, for quite a bit of time yeah, yeah and so it's still, it still gets a lot of traffic too. Yeah, definitely worth checking out as well. Um, yeah, so those are some, some things that we mentioned in the show. Definitely on, that's going to be on the show notes. Um, anything else that you'd like to share with us before we wrap up? Um, did you want to talk about maybe the book? Um, I do have a good idea for, oh, yeah, uh, based yeah. on our conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. so Is there, let, let me officially ask the question. Okay. <laughs> so Matt, <laughs> this brings us to the end of the show. Is there, um, Oh, before I ask about the book, I always ask, uh, where can our re- readers and our listeners find you and get in touch with you? What are the best places to connect with you? So, so I'm on LinkedIn, um, just Matt Dancho. Uh, you guys feel free to reach out. I love, um, interacting, send me a message. You know, I love, I love talking to anybody, especially, um, from the super data science podcast. Um, you got a lot of context last time. We, we got, uh, we got a ton of contacts and it was great because it was, you know, just, just fantastic. Um, so LinkedIn's the big one. Uh, Twitter, I'm also on there. Um, and actually, you can find our company at, at Biz Science, um, which is on Twitter, uh, and also we're on LinkedIn as well. Yep. Um, so definitely check out our company. That's so cool. Um, and uh, yeah, and just wanted to say, like Matt's one of those people that you can get in touch with, and you know, like if you have any mentoring questions or you have questions about um like setting up your own consultancy i'm sure matt's going to be very open to helping you out and answering those so yeah definitely get in touch and finally matt um this brings us to the end of the show i just have one more question for you what's a book that you would like to recommend to our listeners that can help them in their careers so the the book that i will recommend because i already talked about r for data science um so that that one's out there for the beginners and and we'll, we'll kind of set that one aside since i've already mentioned it mm-hmm. but um the other book that i would recommend is called deep learning in r mm-hmm. um it's it's a book that i just um i i got actually about a month ago and it's been amazing so if you're interested in doing deep learning in in r Mm-hmm. in the R programming language, um, it's, 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 it's a must read. I mean, who, and I think it's available. It's on, what's that? Who's the author? Um, so it's actually, Fr- uh, Francois Chalet and oh. JJ Allaire. So, oh, wow. uh, Francois is the, um, he's Karis. the creator of Keras. Yeah. And then JJ Allaire is the, uh, the founder of our studio. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Actually, JJ gave me an, an autograph. A copy of it at the the R Finance conference, so oh, that wow, was cool. That cool. Yeah, and when we're actually giving it away, we're going to be uh, raffling it off or or giving it away as part of uh, a promotion we're running. So awesome, very cool. Okay, well, thank you so much for sharing that and all the other great insights from today's show. I'm definitely excited for people to check it out. And on that note, I'll see you at Data Science Go 2018 in October. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Again, I've heard really good things about it, both from from people that I that I really um, have a lot of respect for. So I, I hear it's pretty exciting too, uh, pretty pretty uh, energy intensive, which is exactly where I want to be. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, It'll, there'll be lots of energy. 
All right. Thanks a lot, Matt. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Carol. So there you have it. That was Matt Dencho, founder of Business Science LLC, a uh, up-and-coming consulting firm, and also an online educator and online instructor in the space of data science, and somebody who loves giving back to the data science community. I'm sure you felt Matt's passion for data science and for giving back to the community and definitely I'm confident you've picked up some very valuable insights from this show. Um, what I would say my biggest takeaway from today was that very cool quote which Matt and his wife coined that uh, together I, I, through, through, through that story that he described with the furniture that a uh, data science or machine learning algorithm on its own is like an empty house. But once you apply it to a specific business problem, whatever it is, operations, HR, finance, um, anything else that's to do with the business, once you apply that problem to something specific, it becomes like a house full of furniture. And it's much easier to relate to, much easier to see yourself living in there, much easier to understand and actually make use of. And that's, uh, that's a great uh, analogy, I really liked that. And that's why, for instance, in our Super Data Science courses, we, very, we have a very keen focus on case studies. We in introduce lots of case studies in our courses, and that's why that course is also structured around um, that HR problem of employee attrition. So there we go, that was the podcast with Matt. Make sure to connect with him on LinkedIn, hit him up, uh, get in touch, connect, and. If you have any questions or any ideas, suggestions you want to run by him, I'm sure he'll be open to hearing those. Um, also, we'll include the links to uh, Matt's business if you're interested in some consulting done for your business, some data science consulting. Uh, we'll include a link to, of course, his LinkedIn. We'll include a link to his uh, academy or university where he does courses and where this current course is up and running. We'll include the coupon that Matt shared, DSGO20. Um, what else? We'll include the book that Matt mentioned and uh, the transcript for the episode. Uh, all of these things will be included on the show notes, which you can find at www.superdatascience.com slash 165. That's superdatascience.com slash 165. And of course, last but not least, Matt will be at Data Science Go 2018, which is happening in October 12, 13, 14 October in San Diego. So if you haven't picked up your tickets yet, now is the time. Head on over to datasciencego.com and you can get your ticket for Data Science there. By the way, uh, we've added quite a lot of speakers right now. There's 12 speakers on the website as I'm seeing, as I'm looking at it. Um, have a browse through, see, see what topics we're covering off, see what you might be interested in. Uh, it's gonna be a fun time and I can't wait to see you there. And on that note, thanks for being here today and sharing this hour with us. And until next time, happy analyzing. <laughs>